Hello, hello. Welcome to the Actually Connecting Live sessions. It's been a minute since we've done this, and I'm really excited to be on here. I've got a cool guest. We're getting him on here right now. You guys know the process. Uh, we're pulling him in. His name is Gary Jones. He is an, one of my old, old friends. We've worked together. We've done a lot of different things together, and I'm really excited to have him on. We're going to talk about music today. Music, music, music. There's a lot of different facets on how that works. Actually connecting. What is actually connecting? Actually connecting is where we talk about emotions, consciousness, and connecting. Then we bring up topics and different pieces that will allow us to actually have this conversation start and allow these different pieces to start rolling. So we've got Gary Jones on. We're going to add him in right now. All right, here we go. So Gary and I met, let's see, we met a while ago. We've got an interesting story. We're adding him. Gary, 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 what's up? How you doing, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing so well. I was just telling everyone how we met, how what happened, kind of the, the craziness behind all of it. We won't go into too much of the details, but Gary's one of those guys that I met him, and literally three days later, I moved three states across to live with him and enjoy, start the, a business and do some different things. So the next year went by, and we learned sales together. We learned frame together, and we learned all these different really cool life lessons that were really impactful. And I know he's one of my lifelong friends, and I'm really excited to have you on here because you've been changing the game, dude. Thanks, Gary man. Jones is a let – me, let me introduce you a little bit. You are one of those people that I would consider a renaissance man. Like when you choose to go into something, and it's not that you just know how to do a lot – in a lot of different spe- from a wide spectrum. But what's so unique about you is when you choose to do something, you go to like an obsessive OCD level about learning <laughs> how the technical side works. And I say that with such like admiration and, and such like positivity because when you dive that deep into something, you become an expert like this. You hit your 10,000 hours within like a few weeks. And I'm like, how's that even happen? This doesn't even make sense. It's not fair. <laughs> But I don't know I about really that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, be humble, be humble. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, it's really cool because you've been working on music recently. And yeah. music has been your passion. And you've been doing this for three years now. So it's more than a passion. It's like, and if we really talk about it, I think you were doing music kind of your whole life, right? Yeah, actually. It's, it's kind of been one of those things in my life that has stayed a constant. And probably one of the only things that keeps me sane with my insane mind. So, yeah, it's, it's my outlet. And gosh dang, I think I started it when I was like 10 playing drums, you know, and then just slowly like listening to music over and over and trying to replicate the results with my friends. And uh, it just opened up this whole world, you know, and became like right. probably the biggest passion I have, to be honest. <laughs> So you started 10 years old learning drums. I started when I was probably six learning piano and not until seventh grade. That's when my parents said, you can learn an instrument that you want to learn. And I chose drums as well. You got to get those beats in. If it's flowing in your mind all day, just tapping on things, it's the perfect. What did you start with drums? How did that, what was your career evolution? That looked, how'd that work? You know, it's funny, dude. Like it was started the same way you did. Like I was just one of those people that were always just tapping on my desk and, and stuff and Indeed. teachers looking at me funny. And it was because of that, that uh, my aunt, um, her girlfriend, you know, she was a drummer, a professional drummer. And she mm-hmm. decided that, Oh, I see it, you know, and it was super mm-hmm. cool of her. She started off and she gave me a snare drum, you know? And so it's you just me. Start on the there. Snare drum. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just in my room practicing for hours and listening to music and trying yep. to hit the snare at the same time, you know? And then yep. like, um, she surprised me one, uh, one day after she saw I was actually focusing on it and she brought this <laughs> old school drum set to my house. One of the worst drum sets in the world, dude. <laughs> but like, It was it, like it the was drum like sets that you see the though. buckets, like the street people yeah. use the buckets and you're like, yes, my drum set. <laughs> It might as well been, man. It, it it was like that, and like, yeah, it was vintage. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. I didn't know any better, you know. Like, yeah, and to me, exactly I finally it. had multiple drums to hit and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, <laughs> be an animal from uh, what's it called, uh, Sesame Street. You know, for a while, 
just oh, banging yeah, on for sure. nonsense and uh <laughs> making yeah, loud noises is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm thankful i've had a, a supportive you know mother and come from a musical background cuz i was obnoxious man like it was it was it was obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> The whole neighbor when anyone who gets a new drum set you know cuz the whole neighborhood knows. Yeah. Like yeah, there's no you yeah. always know and that and like or a trumpet you know when someone gets a trumpet in your neighborhood. You totally, know when they're man. a beginner. <laughs> it's funny cuz I, I forget that sometimes and I'd be like walking down the street with my friends and some random person would be like, "Oh, you're getting a lot better." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" You know, like I totally forgot that they could hear everything. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Okay, but... so you start with drums. You start on the practice set. I started on a practice pad. Like, they didn't even let me have a snare drum. They just gave me a little, and it wouldn't make any noises, but they taught you how to drum roll. They taught you how yeah. to start counting time and what all the different pieces are, because that, it breaks your brain in a different way where your hand is doing one thing and the other hand is starting to figure out that separate motion. And that's a brain thing. It's not a hand thing. And it's, yeah, it changes the way you see the world, at least for me, when I hear and when I go into sales, I, I bring drums and beats into everything. Do you do the same? Actually, it's funny you say that. That's normally something like, it's hard to explain to somebody, but it's, I think a lot of people think it's a muscle memory. It's, it's memorizing patterns. And while that's there, I think... Mm -hmm. The only way to get to the level where you can just efficiently play without thinking about it, it's it's a special experience for me. It's almost spiritual, man. Like, it's that point where my right brain, my left brain, and my physical body and spirit are perfectly in sync, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never experienced what that sensation was like prior to that. And I think, like, once uh, I got into uh, that, that, yeah, it's like it, that music flow state. And then taking it to the next level was having other people join the same flow state and, you know, at the same time, which was mm -hmm. just mind boggling to me, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, honestly, it was kind of like a, a young meditation, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I totally it started agree. making me realize like, turn off my brain sometimes. Like I can think about a lot. I can plan a lot. But mm -hmm. I think any big accomplishment that I've ever achieved came from when I stopped thinking and I just mm -hmm. was in the moment. I was me and just kind of having mm -hmm. faith that I'm going to fall wherever I fall, you know, in this moment. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. almost like, uh, like your body gets taken over, you know, <laughs> with just a spirit. I don't you know, said flow it. state, flow state, yeah. I think is exactly it. And to experience flow state for the first time using music is really cool. It makes sense that it's a life passion. Something you say keeps you sane, because flow state yeah. really for me does keep me sane too. Yeah. No, totally. So totally. You start with the practice drum set, and you're getting the neighbors are starting to tell you that you're getting better. Where does it go from there? The next the the next stage was uh, I was fortunate that my best friend. He had actually gotten into music too, and he was a guitar player. And mm -hmm. man, this guy was one of the best guitar players I've ever met in my life. And just effortless, man. It's just bizarre. And what Solid. was cool was he, yeah, it opened up like these other potentials because he could listen to a song once and know how to play it immediately, you know? And so we, he would bring all these songs or, Hey, what about this song I heard on the radio? Or what about this? And he could play it within five minutes. And it opened up this ability to just explore, you know, all these different avenues, you know? And um, I, I would say that's kind of the, the pivotal point of my life where the venture of, not only being in the moment and creating and writing, you know, started happening, but also the fears and everything associated with finally letting that stuff out to the public, to your friends, your peers, your family, the neighbors, right. like, you know, and um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like a lot of it sucked at first, like just terrible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but <laughs> 
<laughs> it's but the learning curve. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And but it was cool though because I think in hindsight, like people feel that you know, like that you're putting yeah. yourself out there and that yeah. you're embarrassed, but you have a passion, you have a dream. And you start seeing that look in people's eyes when, because I think we all kind of have that in us, you know? And like at certain times in my life, I'm more embarrassed to let it out than others or are more self-assured. And it's gone the complete opposite end of that spectrum too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think that started teaching. It's funny. I, I just haven't thought about this stuff, but it, it was teaching me how to be me and teaching me how to be like comfortable in my own skin and not yeah. allowing the fear of criticism to block me up. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, I feel we do that too much, man. Like criticism and embarrassments, they we get logged in our memory systems and all of a sudden we don't mm-hmm. realize it, but our subconscious associates a new feeling of fear to it. Fight and or it flight. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just like, okay, I don't wanna do that. But I think like that was the the trial period, you know, of like, can I do this? Can can people, you know, respect it? Can mm-hmm. I be happy with it? You know, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And um, I think I still remember that first night that I ever played a live show, and it it, it was actually at my church. I used to go to um, a church when I was young, and it was at like mm-hmm. a talent show, and we got up there and we played that like what's that song by Led. I, I forgot the name, my own worst enemy or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember just looking out at the crowd and, and all these like Mormons, because I used to go to Mormon church when I was young. They're just looking at me. <laughs> They're just looking at us on stage like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like the, the devil kids. Or what was the know. genre you were playing? So what's the genre you're playing at for um, at a church? Um, it was kind of like punk rock, you know, it was like yeah, a mixture yeah. of punk rock and rock. <laughs> and I just remember, but you know, the funny part about it, dude, like I ate 90% of the crowd is like, like, that, you know, but I saw 10% just like, Hmm. And it was those people, you know, that I'm like, yeah. that's who I'm playing to right now. Yeah. You know, like, and that's exactly they're, right. They're in there, you know, mm-hmm. and then all these other people, they can kick rocks, bro. I care. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. having fun and they're vibing. And like, I think that's, that's what hooked me on, on music because I think music is one of the only things in the world that can transcend ego and conditioning and culture and pre-programming in the sense that when I went to my yeah. first live concert, you know, there's 10,000 people there and you know, I think Third Eye Blind was playing. And I look across the the whole crowd and I see people from every walk of life that I can possibly imagine. And they were all just in tune with each other. Like these people wouldn't normally bob their heads together and hang out, you know, but like they were on the Mm -hmm. same wavelength. And when I was like, how is that happening? And then I think about now this person has the ability to layer vocals and lyrics on top of that and reach these people from all walks of life. And I'm like, what else can do mm-hmm. that? And it was probably, it was one of the most magical moments of my life right there, you know? And I was like, this oh, is so cool. <laughs> you felt the connectedness. Yeah, It all connected exactly. through. Yeah, yeah. And that's what music does. Music, in my opinion, is the way our, what you said exactly, where it's the mind, the body, and the soul finding a way to have all three participate. Yeah. And when yeah. those three things get to connect, I think music is one of the best ways to bring flow state to, together to where they're all playing in that nice circle. And that allows, and because it's everyone, you can do it from human to human as well as yourself. Now you've got connection happening. That's yeah. pretty cool. Not connection within yourself, but also connection with others within yourself. And to exactly, see that, that's. No, go. You're good. It's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a big deal. It's, it's really cool. Go ahead. Add on to it. Well, no, you you nailed it right there. And um, I think one of the the things that set in with my perceptions of things is that I think genuine, real art that is impactful and touches people, mm-hmm. it has to come from right here, you know, from the heart. You know, we, we can plan and we can structure and follow br- blueprints. And you know what? We can get similar reactions by doing that. But the stuff that really inspired me, you know, growing up 
I felt the vulnerability and I felt it was coming from that place that we're too scared to let out. You know, like we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to be embarrassed. And I think everybody has that inside of them, you know, for whatever reasons they are. And I think that when you get to actually feel that from somebody else and that they're letting that out, it builds a bridge to the soul. You know, like mm. I don't feel as alone anymore. And I think we kind of live in a pretty segregated world, you know, that's all split up by all these different, you know, variables. And I think like finding that commonality is, is, is it's love, man. It's, it's magic. And it's like, it's inspiring. Mm. And other people changed my life by doing it. And I almost felt like it's, you know, when growing up and starting to do bigger concerts, I remember mm -hmm. we did some, some vulnerable stuff. And a lot of people would say, uh, you know, it's too emotional or this or this or this. And it started mm -hmm. sinking in. But I think I was 16 and just played a, a, a pretty large show. And this kid came up to me and he told me, he was just like, well, exactly what you guys are saying you know, I didn't think anybody understood. And you have no mm -hmm. idea how much it helped me get out of a dark place. And to be honest, mm -hmm. just between you and me, that song was nothing about that. You know, honestly, it was a joke song that the singer did that sounded <laughs> like it would be one thing, you know. But and it was actually, right. I think he wrote it about, like, just, I think he took, wrote it about taking a shit or something just to be funny and see if it worked. And it struck me because mm -hmm. it, it made me realize, like, we have no idea how people are interpret this and music is a mirror. We see Bingo. what we want to see, you know, yeah. we, we feel what yeah. we, what we would feel in those scenarios. And that is means we connect mm -hmm. with ourselves through the music. And even if we were talking about something different, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. because the, the mm -hmm. listener goes through that same experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it let me know like the, the power, I guess, of, of doing it and like the necessity of it, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it made me really take it seriously, but not like a business serious, but more like there's something here, you know, you're and impacting I'm, people. Yeah. Yeah. And from a genuine place, not on like in sales or something where I know how to make, you know, in sales, somebody feel like they want to feel something, but this mm -hmm. is like, it's different. It's purely organic. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's all of that. And when I think about it, soul. yeah, yeah. When I look back at my life, man, that's the stuff I'm going to think about. I'm not, I don't care, mm -hmm. you know, if I, if I heard myself on the radio or I played this arena or if I had all these fans, mm -hmm. like it's, mm -hmm. it's just about, did I help somebody feel more at ease and love and, and understood. And if I can do that on any way, what is the ripple effect of that person feeling like that through their mm -hmm. generations, through their friends? Mm -hmm. And it's, and I think we get caught up always thinking that like, we can't change the world. And I don't, I, but I think that's limiting. I don't mm -hmm. think I can snap my fingers and change the world, but I have no idea mm -hmm. that my brain can conceptualize a million years of cause and effect, you know, mm -hmm. and generations. Mm -hmm. and even if it is one person, 10 people, thousands of people, it doesn't matter, you know, like, mm -hmm. especially when you're mm -hmm. just one person. I'm like, that's enough mm -hmm. to motivate me, if that makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. and totally. Plus, I get to be me during that time, too, you know? Right. What's exciting about this whole bit, music has been around for a long time, whether just in general with musical instruments, with our voice, all these different pieces. But now take it to today, and you have social media, you've got all this technology, because the medium is music you can creating i think and really is what you're saying creating is what makes you feel so good creating is the impact yeah. now if you choose to create art art can be seen and perceived a million different ways it can impact someone music can do the same thing but we have this we're in this world now where you can post one thing and it can be shared with absolutely everyone in the entire yeah. world pretty much to a degree and that is a new because you can impact even just that one person who then changes where, you know, the seven degrees of connection or separation yeah. is pretty cool when it comes to music. And because music has been around for so long and it's such a, I'm going to use the word cool thing, it's utilized a lot. Like you have the radio, you've got CDs, you've got Spotify, all these different platforms. And now it's up to you to kind of create something that is relevant enough for people 
to relate to and also want to consume, which is really cool. So you, you rocked out the band piece and then jumped from there. Are you still doing that? How did that, how did you transition? Cause I know right now you actually own inner eye beats, which is pretty yeah. cool. You are inner eye. <laughs> that is kind of what this all came from. And that's, I think it's such a clever name and I like how you played on it. So walk me through what inner eye beats does. Help me understand what you're doing so, today with it. Well, the the name itself came from a, a combination of the concept of the Atman, like the the core self, the, the you know the eye, and then the play yeah. on words was also the association between that and our inner vision, and how yeah. being able to connect those two things together allows us to manifest what's happening inside of us, and so, it lines yeah. up with. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I think, uh, you know, I'm a pretty spiritual person. And I think the universe feels that, you know, I think it knows when you're doing it. And I know and it knows when it's coming from a genuine place. And it's there to meet you halfway, you know. And um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of... I think you, you remember some of my past. Um, we did, I did some cool stuff with music, I, you know, got to play some big shows mm -hmm. and, and perform with artists mm -hmm. that I dreamt about performing growing up and mm -hmm. got signed. Toured all over, the, all over the United yeah. States, all over internationally as well. Actually, no, we got stuck at Canada because of tax reasons. So it was only- <sighs> Canada. In <the> <laughs> 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 it had to do with bringing our gear over there because we could have sold it, but- Either way, yeah. Uh, understood. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, um, man, just being real, like the part that was that was hard for me is I've mm -hmm. lived, a, I've worn a lot of hats in my life. You know, I've been the the outcast growing up. I've been mm -hmm. the popular guy growing up later, and um, going through that transition, you know, mm -hmm. it did something to my ego where it's i needed a lot of outside validation for my inner worth we'll just put it that way you know and then once i, I finally a lot of us broke do. most of us do yeah we look for validation not within ourselves we look for validation from others parents job career accomplishments other people social yeah and it's an endless trap because we can't we'll never fill the void doing that i mean i tried to do it with Fame, girls, money. I, I ended up resorting to, to drugs, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, not hard drugs, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Fun drugs, and, people. Like, fun drugs. Yeah, just the fun <laughs> ones, you know. <laughs> and, uh, the ones that teach you something here that, and there. Yeah, but it's just that that seeking. You know, you're, I, I, I was looking for something. And what I was really mm -hmm. looking for was my self-love. And during that journey... Mm -hmm. You know, I we ended up starting to do like a, a reality show about, you know, bands coming up and it, it just all became about this image. And because I'd met with so many record label executives and they all told me the same thing that like, look, we're investors and we invest in something that we can predict. We can't go in some random direction. So this is the blueprint that works. This is what you're supposed to look like. This is the type of sound that is popular. This is your demographic, 16 mm -hmm. or you know, 14 to 20 year old girls because they buy merchandise and they follow you and go to all your shows. Mm -hmm. All of these things that I took down like it was the Bible because these people I, I idolized. Mm -hmm. And I tried to be mm -hmm. all of that. And unfortunately it collapsed on me because I was not that, you know? And mm -hmm. eventually I transitioned into going after money, you know, in career. And I left it, mm -hmm. you know, everything and started doing sales. And I made a lot of money very quickly. And, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and I knew that most people thought that I, you know, if I wasn't, if I didn't make it to that next level of rock star, that I would have ruined my life because now it was all for nothing and I'd be a loser. And that fear of failure, mm -hmm. just, you know, it, it crippled me. Perceived failure, not even failure, perceived failure. Yeah, 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 exactly. What does someone else see as success 
versus what mm -hmm. do I see as success? Yeah. Totally. And it was always dollar amount. And so I said, okay, well, I guess the world mm -hmm. wants me to be this. So I became that, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. uh, did it for quite a few years and kept stepping it up. And uh, I realized when I was 28, you know, it was um, that I found a pattern. You know, I look back and I was, I had a few things fall apart on me. And I'm like, let's really analyze yourself no matter how brutal it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was a, uh, an intense experience because in all honesty, I was a pro at blocking it out and making excuses mm -hmm. for myself and rationalizing things to myself. And um, mm -hmm. it, it was intense because I saw that what I'd really been doing was telling myself a narrative for years, you know, mm -hmm. and creating the picture that, other people would want to see to myself, you know, and that I still had that void, like when I was a kid. And um, mm -hmm. that the only time I not had it was when I was authentic, when I was operating from the heart Spot on. Spot and creating, on. you know, trying to leave mm -hmm. things better. And uh, I think, it, you know, most people thought I went crazy because I know mm -hmm. like once this actual epiphany occurred, I realize I can't keep walking down a path that I see is faulty, that it'll right. only get worse, you know, and um, that I needed to restructure myself. And mm -hmm. that's really changing paths like that. Changing paths like that is a very messy process. From oh, the outside gosh, looking yes. in, it can look like you go crazy. It can Absolutely. look like a lot of different things. And in reality, you're making yourself so much stronger for the future. But at yep. the moment, it looks like you're, uh, they don't do the same things. They don't talk to the same people, et cetera, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And everything looks different. And all those people yep. get fear, experience the terror of, oh my gosh, does that mean it's something on me? Or is this other yep. person doing what's best for them? And they don't, that's all hard recognition. Yeah. Because you, you scrape your knees while getting back up, man. You do. And like, Very the true. problem is, is you're bleeding from your knees all people see is that blood and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, this person mm -hmm. just screwed themselves mm -hmm. up. They had this, 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 and they just stopped caring. When in reality, mm -hmm. I stopped caring about their, them. I started caring about me right. and my, my, my health, my mental health, my emotions, my family and yeah. new goals that would make me feel happy after. And you lose people during that journey, you know, but yeah, Man, I would not change it. Like, yeah, it was it was turbulence, you know, there for a minute. But in hindsight, mm -hmm. I can't even relate with that person anymore, man. Like, isn't that amazing? Like, so cool. It, it's bizarre. It almost feels like mm -hmm. having memories from somebody else floating around my head. But luckily, <laughs> I. Can... <laughs> you but said I that during the transition. Why. You said yeah. that. You very much so viewed yourself, if I can talk about it a little bit, yeah, yeah, as a computer. Yeah. And you were literally reformatting and re-downloading new information, putting a new iOS system so you could function with different processes that no longer were needed. And that does look yeah. like you have to go to an old hard drive to pull it up and be like, I don't even know <laughs> what this, like, <laughs> this is a flip phone we're talking about. We need that. Where's my touch phone? Come on. It's very yeah. similar to that. Oh, dude. I mean, you nailed it right there. And uh, one of the, the funny part about that process is that doing it is the most humbling experience you can go through because you know you're signing up for the pain. And to stick to it, you know you're going to keep experiencing it for a while. And the only little light at the end of the tunnel is what could life look like after? And you just know you're walking into war. You know, how many and, people um, choose to go through an ego death? That's crazy talk. You don't. I don't think. Well, I say that I chose at the same time. Once that new perception entered my psyche, you know, and set into my core, it was no longer a choice. It was like oh, so true. Call it. You know. Yeah. It, it's. I. I had to act to be who I had been prior. And that to me, and mm -hmm. I saw it and it disgusted me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, 
acting like that, I burned so many bridges and, and family members and friends <laughs> yeah. without even realizing it. Yeah. Like, I don't even yeah. necessarily think I was a bad person, but in hindsight, I was an right. inconsiderate person. I was self-centered, you know, and that That's rippled cool. out to people. And for all I know, like, you know, I affected their, fan, their friends, their families in the same cause and effect, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it go, that goes positively where music can be a positive thing. We can also be a negative thing that is impactful in many, many different ways. It works yes, both sides. But, he, but I'll, I'll tell you, during that time when I was just focused mm -hmm. on money, I stopped doing music. I couldn't even. Uh, listen to, yeah, it, I couldn't because something happened to me every time I tried, you know, and um, or listened to it. Even I had all these memories and regrets and like oh my all this swarm of stuff that was unprocessed and mm -hmm. i almost became bitter at watching other people do it because i knew at my mm -hmm. heart i could be doing that right now i know it and i could be doing it at a high <laughs> level and instead i'm talking about finances and insurance and investments and, and marketing and or whatever it might be only you know mm -hmm. and um and it, it was only because of that, I guess, what, what you what you called ego death experience that allowed that creative fire to come back. You know what I mean? And but it was a humbling thing. It was the most humbling thing I think I, I've ever gone through. But um, I think that's the path to letting yourself out. I think that's the shedding of all those stories and ego and totally shells agree. that we put on top of ourselves. And we have to mm -hmm. go through a death in certain ways. We have to mourn ourselves, mm -hmm. at least the, mm -hmm. the idea of ourselves that we've manufactured in our head and what mm -hmm. success looks like, what a good person looks like, what passion looks mm -hmm. like, you know, validation. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, it was, it was reprogramming everything, you know, at that mm -hmm. point. But the coolest thing, though, man, like after I went through that, which that whole phase probably took about a year, two, maybe. Yeah. I'm year still, honestly. Yeah, year, year and a half. I don't think I'll ever live. Yeah. Yeah, but, and um, you probably never will stop. Hopefully you never stop working on it. Yeah, I don't think it's a destination. I, 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 I think that's know. a trap. Yeah, I think we yep. should expect that we're going to go through ups and downs and pitfalls and this and this, but we always will be refining ourselves because that's wisdom technically as we gain as we get older and to say that we already know everything and, and mm -hmm. already have it all unlocked that, that's just another box so we put ourselves in shows so immaturity yeah because <laughs> i'm yeah. So, i figured it all out already and i'm yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> no man I don't, I don't think that's possible and i'd never want that I, that would yeah it'd be boring. boring yeah yeah it's like when you get like a cheat code in a video game. It's fun at first, but then all of a sudden, when you can just blast <laughs> through all the levels, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's a really good analogy. I like that. Thanks, man. Okay, so you start figuring out your passion. You start figuring out how music is necessary, kind of in that passion. You go through this process. You start connecting to your higher source. I'm going to use those words. You haven't used those words. Do is that what happened? Yes, but it's good words. However, yep. I would say um, I don't look at it as an outside thing. I look at it okay. as like uh, it's my inner higher self, which is dangerous words to use because of a lot of uh, attachment to the new age community. It is very, very specific the way they use that, but what it is, is it's like a part of me that's always been there. It's that background of, of my perception, the, the onlooker, you know, and that this level of me is one step removed from this life or this experience, yeah. even if it's, yeah. I, I want to say for you, but a spirit or just subconscious or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. That that's the one. And I found a pattern that that voice was the one true teacher I had had my whole life and never oh. recognized it. It was always the one that I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> it was never wrong. Yeah, you know? never. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more to that than we understand as human beings. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the part of us that transcends this reality and level of dimensions, existence, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And 
is tied to another part of us outside of this game. And I think that when you can make that bridge, it's a very personal message. It's always personal. And it's always in a way that you would talk. Mm-hmm. And it's always in a way that would cut straight through to your heart. But it's also in like, yeah. it also has a almost like a parental you know, feeling to it, but it's different in that it's not somebody scolding me, it's me, but it's the same feeling mm-hmm. of uh, the way I talk to my, my kids, you know, like mm-hmm. they can, they can be mm-hmm. screwing up or needing to go a different direction. But I understand that because I've been there because I, I relate with it mm-hmm. and it's all from a point of love, you know, and like mm-hmm. just try, uh, trying to guide, but no, definitely. Yeah, that is how mm-hmm. I connect to that. It's really cool. Yeah. So instead of higher source, it's an inner higher self that yeah. can be subconscious, however you choose to inner voice. But it's the inner voice that's not the negative inner voice. It's the positive side of that that's always – it's almost a sixth sense intuition. Yeah, that, that negative one um, is normally ego-based, you know? And it's normally yeah. me trying to defend something <laughs> and yeah. all that. It's different because I almost feel it. You feel it like physically almost. Like one is coming physically, from like 100%. right here to me and one's like back here. It's just a different. Back, yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Here and the other one's here. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very interesting. <laughs> no, definitely, man. No, I agree with that. But I think we can – we all have that, man. I don't even think it takes music. I think it's all anybody's there. It's just some of us are tuned into it a little bit more. Yep. And some of us are tuned yep. into some of the other voices in our head a little bit more, you know, but it's not like, yep. I never think that I'm special for some sort of connection to the outside world or anything like that. You know, it's like, I, because you, the way you put it, I think with my belief system, at least that, mm-hmm. I mean, we already know this. We're all the same energy. We're just all these same, this light vibrations of different spectrums and frequencies. And, and we interpret it as matter and, and different. Like that's just bottom line that we know that in physics, right? And mm-hmm. if we really came from like some big bang, then we all came from the same place. We're made of the same light, the same energy. So I don't really look at an outside and inside as different. I look at it as a filter, almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we only operate because we are this little membrane between the inside and what we perceive as the outside. And that gives us contrast duality to be able to compare and contract, you know, contrast with each other. Mm-hmm. So this is where I see myself, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. that there's an outside at all. You know, I think it's all one. Mm-hmm. I think we're just in a giant ocean of energy. And what we are is just some waves that happen from slight, ripples underneath the ocean that slowly went up and caused an effect and and came up mm-hmm. and this is how we act because of it you know but it doesn't mm-hmm. stop there you know it just keeps going like and mm-hmm. uh i don't want to look at it in that same dualistic mindset anymore and honestly it was freeing mm-hmm. because if i think something is out here looking at me judging me doing all these kind mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. all that does is trigger my ego and fear system you know, I, I nobody's going to be comfortable yeah. if somebody was actually floating in the air above you. You know, you see them and they're mm-hmm. watching your whole life. Screw that, man. That'd be terrible. Could you imagine like all of them trying to live your life with that? Like, <laughs> but we don't, like, we don't need that. Like, come on. It's the like, forever micromanager. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when you're an asshole, I know when I'm yeah, an asshole. You know. like, yeah. At least not in, on the above surface all the time. But there's a part yeah. of me that knows. <laughs> right. And, like, I think yeah. that's that part I'm talking about, you know? It, it yeah. keeps us grounded. And, uh, so, yeah, I think it's just all one and the same, you know? It's interesting. The, there's an energy, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it because it'll, it'll really throw the track off, but tamas, ratvas, sattva, there's these energies in Buddhism, Hinduism, different feuds, Eastern, where they believe tamas is your lower energy. You're vibrating on an energy that's picking up pleasure, you're looking for the things you're missing. The high, then you've got your middle, which is how you get things done. It's your actions. It's you're still seeing that both are there, but you're striving for a higher. But you're just living in the day-to-day stuff of it all. Yeah. Sattva, yeah. and then ra- ravas, uh, ramas is your higher level. What you're searching. So it's interesting here. You talk about passion, 
to watch how you talk and the positivity that comes from the higher level talk, how you, the day-to-day -day looks, and then also that lower level where you're using the drugs, you're not even listening to music, all these pieces, how all three of those start to show themselves and how music has influenced each one of those differently and where your happiness level, joy level rages higher through that process. Very, very so fascinating. Yeah, exactly. We're meant to go through every one of those stages. I agree. I totally, totally agree with you. Um, so now you're looking to impact the world. You are impacting the world. What does that look like with music and this understanding of consciousness and, and the emotion side of it? Because you have the emotions and the consciousness that we've talked about. You've got the music side, which is a connector. How does this all tie together? I think that um, trying to ask oneself that question is also kind of a trap. I think that if I need to know the destination, if I need to know exactly what I, I'm trying to impact the world, then I'm, I'm manufacturing narratives again. And I think where I've kind of found peace is that I'm just going to try to work on the minute. I don't want to think above a minute from now. I want to try to just act from a genuine place right now for the next minute and then the next minute. And that whatever life brings me is where exactly where I'm supposed to be in that moment. And if I'm acting from that place, then I'm actually doing what I, I know I want Very to do. You know, I don't yeah. know where it's going to go. And I don't really, I have goals, you know, as far as like, okay, I want to, I want to open up this new studio I want to keep hitting, you know, top three people in my company that I'm working for. Also, mm -hmm. I, I know that mm -hmm. I want to learn these different things. But to me, it's just like the pleasures in the journey. And I think like, yeah. like, like this stuff doesn't even like my music and even my work now, like doesn't feel like a job the same way because I get to just be creative and go off the cuff and figure out how to problem solve and like, what's more special than that you know in life besides mm -hmm. family and love but even that i treat the same way you know like mm -hmm. if i can be present all that other stuff drops away and i'm not acting in a fit in a from a point of anxieties and fears and trying to create mm -hmm. something that i created but instead just letting it come through me and really be me and those are the times in my life that i'm actually proud of myself and i think because i'm proud of myself I feel my mm -hmm. this self-love when I'm operating mm -hmm. on that level. And mm -hmm. that self-love, it makes all of those goals happen. And it's when I'm, when I'm not, or when I'm thinking about it the opposite way that I try to force situations and I cut corners and I'm worried about timelines and I'm worried about perceptions. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, why? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I guess if I was completely failing in all these areas i would probably need to to do something mm -hmm. about it i'm not saying like i, I can't be strategic mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. just life flows when you're not doing that stuff for me at least you know my mm -hmm. subjective experience that mm -hmm. and which is very true because it's interesting go ahead no no go ahead. you talk about the passion the passion is what you had in the beginning but then you lost it and you got it back which is the music yeah. side that led you to find balance. Okay, and we've got a little bit more time. Yeah, perfect. And it leads you to the balance, led you to finding self-love, how to love yourself, yeah. what that looked like, and then which led you to being able to create freely in the moment. Yes. I'll, yeah? I, will, I will cool. want to put one point in there, though, that I think what big other variable there was... Yeah. finding a partner in my life that was willing uh, to support me, love me and challenge me though. You know, like mm -hmm. it, I wasn't used to somebody challenging me, you know, and mm -hmm. it's a new, that was a new dynamic to go through. And at first I loved it and I hated it. I still love it and hate it at times, but mm -hmm. I grow mm -hmm. during it because I have mm -hmm. actual real feelings coming towards me. And then also, I think becoming a father was another huge part to me because I didn't really care about what I left on the world as much before that. You know, like, honestly, when I was young and I was in all-star mode, 
I thought it was going to be dead by 30. I'm like, I'm going to really live it up until 30. And for some reason, I think I'm going to go out, you know, I don't know where this stuff came from, but it did. Mm -hmm. It's a rock star mentality. Yeah, it's not thinking about that. But and I think now that like, you know, looking at my daughter and my son in their eyes and like, I want her Mm -hmm. and him to be proud of me when Mm -hmm. this is all over. And I could be done tomorrow. I've already almost been done a couple times, you know? And uh, I think that that added some substance there that I could hold on to during some of the struggles internally, if that makes any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. It does make a lot of sense. And I'm glad you brought that up because it really is a, it's such a valid point. Having someone else do this side by side with you. Yeah. It's a really important part. I just think having genuine people in in general Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. very vital. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we, it always looks the way we think it'll look. A lot of times I think the genuine people are the ones telling us stuff we don't want to hear, you know, and it's very easy for us Mm -hmm. to compartmentalize everything and push that person away, you know, but Mm I lived too many years with everybody agreeing with me. Everybody telling me I was the hottest shit ever, all that kind of stuff, you know, like, and I just slowly started believing it and just stopped even thinking about myself and what I'm actually doing. So, yeah. Yeah. That was another. That's exactly right. Okay. I think it's, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Passion, balance, self-love, the creating process, partner and becoming a father, massive pieces in there. Yeah. Today, what's really cool is I, I'll be on Facebook Messenger and you'll send me a new beat that you've just thrown down. It's like, I, and but what's, what's so interesting about the way you do it is you, it's something unique. A lot of people go, I'm working on this new beat. Check this out. Boom. Throw it at you. The context you give is based around emotions. You say, hey, I'm feeling angry. Check out this new beat I just threw down. Hey, I'm feeling really like flow state and really higher level, like kind of bouncy, check out this new beat. And if you've taken the emotion and figured out a way to translate it into a medium where everyone else can feel the emotion you were experiencing at that time, that is an art. <laughs> very, very cool. And I appreciate it. Cause it's, that's kind of what you've started doing with NRI beats is allowing people to then put vocals or put that type of intention that they're looking to speak with on top of an emotion and you now have a three-level layered uh, yeah. kind of masterpiece, if you will. It's a channel. I, I just help create channels. It, it's you know? a channel. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very, very and, cool. And how, how often do we get to really connect with other souls on that level and, mm-hmm. and send out like-minded messages? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just awesome, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that like I'm right. awesome. I just mean, yeah, you know, the, it's the universal. Concept. It's a, it's a process yeah. and the whole yeah. piece, anytime you create, it is awesome. Someone out there it will is. see that it is and you, if you love what you're doing, it will help someone out there. That's what's so cool about creating. You're doing something yeah. new that allows other people to then perceive something new. And that is yeah. a really, really cool thing to be able to accomplish. Thanks, man. And it really is. And I think our society is moving in a direction to where it's going to become more and more and more prevalent. Even we look at like the hip hop world these days where it was all about like being hard and and throwing money around and and all these bad bitches here and there. And well, that stuff's fine. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) I'm not saying it's not, but actually seeing (laughs) more and more vulnerability coming out. And more and more types of people creating hip-hop. And now even seeing the blend of hip-hop with different rock subgenres. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I would have never thought, like, ever, that I would see somebody taking influence from Nirvana and mixing it with, like, Kanye West and creating a new thing or Tech 9 and creating a new thing. And, like, I think because now that it's being more accepted, I think we're on the like on the path of seeing a lot of really, really unique art, you know? And I think mm-hmm. like just being tapped into that 
is going to make us heal like on a heart level as a society and hopefully mm -hmm. break down some of the walls that society has built that you are this person you guys are these people and you're not the same mm -hmm. like all that stuff is slowly mm -hmm. starting to filter away as our generations you know like the younger mm -hmm. generations getting older not having the past experiences of war and segregation and all that kind of stuff it's getting outdated mm -hmm. and I, i'm just excited mm -hmm. like i know we're not there yet and i'm not i know we're as not you there should yet. be yeah but to me like that's dude, cool think about it man if we that trajectory yeah. the world can be so beautiful if we like follow the that pattern you know mm -hmm. of evolution yeah yep. and maybe that's I, I think that's where we're at you know that's very cool and i imagine that's the goal that you're looking for yeah yeah. And your medium is music, beats, and your consciousness and being able to express that through those beats. Yeah. And it's not me trying to affect other people. I want to, mm -hmm. like, that's really important to make clear. I am not trying to go out and change anybody. I think that if I can just change myself to get closer to who I am, mm -hmm. then not only will I be happier, my art will get better, and, and but maybe that might inspire some other people to show who they are a little bit and i think mm -hmm. like if everybody starts feeling that then we're gonna just see some cool stuff happen in the future you know i agree i totally totally agree okay we're gonna have you back on because there's uh, there's so many things <laughs> i want to talk about technical and creative and i talk about but i'm trying to keep them a little bit the same timing so i think we should just do another one or we'll do a full podcast and allow it to go the full hour and a half two hours because i know that we can do it so easily how do people find you? What is the goal if people do want to find you to translate this emotion into music, into the, a way to impact the world? What does that look like? You can just come check it out and see if you vibe, you know? The Instagram's mm -hmm. at Ride Beats. Um, mm -hmm. You can search Ride Beats on YouTube. You know, we just launched the, everything officially mm -hmm. about two weeks ago, so you'll see like two or three songs right now. We're, we're, I'm keeping on a... Uh, and every five day release schedule, you know, I have a whole library of stuff ready to go with different emotions and concepts so and styles. Stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm just excited to see how people feel with it. You know, what, what artists mm -hmm. can do cool shit over it, you know? And um, right. I really want to treat it as not so much on, I mean, this is business, but at the same time, what I'm really excited about is collaboration with artists, you know, like, really cool rappers hip-hop artists singers and working you know together on kind of melding both visions into something just spectacular mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. yeah if anybody feels like that's a journey they like to to see you know from the outside like they're they're welcome mm -hmm. so that at inner eye beats and um uh, perfect yeah. and we'll post the comments and we'll also put some songs out of some links to some music that you've already done that you've pre-posted mm -hmm. a cool little video We'll, we'll put them in the comment section here below. And man, thank you. So today, the reason I, I'm so stoked <laughs> that we were able to meet today, it's um, World Music Day. It is officially today the longest. You know that. Uh, <laughs> it is officially, I know, the, the World Music Day. And on top of the World Music Day, it is, and this one is a shout out to Natalie. She loves to celebrate things that are just unique, weird little things. Today is the longest yeah. day of the year which I think summer solstice, it's so cool that this is one of those days where you get to look and say, the earth is officially tilted as far toward the sun as it's ever going to be. And now we're headed on every day from now on, it's going to be shorter until the next cycle goes around. So happy world music day, Gary. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on here. You killed it, man. You did such a good job. My pleasure, man. Anytime. And thank you for having me. I of course. It. Of course. This is actually connecting where we talk about emotions, consciousness, and connecting through different topics that are just live and lit. This is no holds barred conversation. Gary, thank you. I'm so excited for the next ones that we're gonna be able to roll through.